Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Was it me? It was a machine, Mike. I don't know what's going on around here. You know this, Are Mike. you really that stupid? Yeah, sorry. Truth comes... <laughs> Woo, man, those moments of panic. And I know there's some clips out there, too. You know, it's people send them to me or they tweet at me. Like, I want to hear that where Mike's going, Sal, are we on the air? Are we on the air? Meanwhile, I don't even know if I'm back here. A lot of times Mike was on remote and it would be somebody else. I mean, I wasn't on the board. I was back here producing. Who knows if I was in the room or not, what I was doing. Maybe talking to somebody outside. Uh, anyway, CeeLo mentioned the Yankees. As the Yankees on the off day making moves. We discussed this last night and we're curious what the corresponding moves would be. The big one, of course, is Oswaldo Cabrera going down. And I guess we should have saw that coming because... You you know, know Willie Calhoun has been contributing here. They like Jake Bowers offensively. And Oswaldo Cabrera, you know, he has options. Even though he's an excitable player, he really hasn't done much for the Yankees. So they made the right moves here. Now the question is going to be, how much will John Carlos Stanton contribute coming back? And how soon could we expect him to be the offensive player that we know him to be? And what about Josh Donaldson? Is it once and for all now with Donaldson? It's enough, right? Last year, oh, Josh Donaldson, they make the stupid trade for him. They shove him down our throats. He has an awful year. This year, they double down. JD's going to be our guy. He's going to have a big year. He gets hurt again. At some point, they got to make a decision on Josh Donaldson, no? They're just gonna, are they going to give him the rest of the season? I mean, I would like that they see them make a decision before that. Maybe give him a month or so. I don't have a problem with saying he's going to be the regular third baseman because you want to give him some run here and we'll see what he could do if he could contribute. But if not, time to cut bait like Aaron Hicks and move on. Trying to go win a World Series. Can't be having Josh Donaldson getting in the way. But Yankees now who are playing great baseball, aside from last night, they get shut out. Hey, it happens. Lose a tight one. You know, tough one to lose, but still good pitching from them, which is important. You know, the frustrating part is that you score 20 runs in the two games prior, and then you get nada. So you don't want to have that type of inconsistency. But we've seen that be the case with the Yankees before. But getting two of their main guys back with Stanton, and I say main guys with Donaldson because he's their everyday third baseman. They, not us, they were expecting a lot from Josh Donaldson. So with Donaldson being back in there and John Carl, their lineup is going to look different. And that'll start tomorrow night in L.A. Be a fun series. Yankees and the Dodgers in L.A. Always fun when those two teams get together. 877-337-6666. The other thing is, and we obviously talking about both the Mets and the Yankees here and whatever else is on your mind. The other thing is we talk about how the Mets are looking better and things are there in front of them. Even though the Mets don't have as good a record as the Yankees do. Even though the Mets have not been as good a team as the Yankees are. It's a lot more realistic right now where you look at the Mets saying that they could win the NL East. I know the Braves are good, but the Mets three and a half games back, four in the loss column, that's nothing. And they're in second place. It's one team in front of them, four games in the loss column separate them. That is nothing on June 1st. The Yankees, while they've been playing well, and while they cut their lead almost or their deficit almost in half, 
Still, here they sit now six games back and in third place. So it's a little more frustrating where they've played better than what that result would be. And that's obviously a credit to the teams that are in front of them. And the Yankees in a much tougher division than the Mets are in the American League East. But you do look at the standings and you got the Blue Jays, you know, a a little bit behind them. Uh, The Red Sox, I wouldn't necessarily worry about. But the Red Sox and Jays, you know, only a few games behind the Yankees. Put it this way, the Red Sox and Jays are closer to the Yankees than the Yankees are to first place. And that would be the frustrating thing because even though you expect the Rays to cool off at some point, it's going to take a lot to you know catch them, especially when not playing them uh, as often head-to-head. 877-337-6666. Lou is calling from Astoria. What's up, Lou? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Good, Lou. How are you? Listen, one of these days, I'm not going to do it today because you, you're going to hang up on me. I'm going to talk to you about Patrick Ewing. Okay, yeah, and, not uh, today, but what do you want to talk about not with you? Today, no, we're going to talk. I'm going to let me talk about the Yankees. That's what I said. Okay. Anyway, I have a little problem. I'm a Yankee fan, okay? And I have a, a shortstop named Anthony Volpe, okay? Who is a homegrown, who is a, a, a Yankee uh, since he was born. But then I have a problem here where he, this guy leaves, leaves the Yankees in strikeouts. And you got Oswald Peraza, okay, who last year in the playoff, Against good pitching, he's over 300, over, actually 311. And in the minor leagues, he's killing it right now. If Anthony Volpe was playing for the Mets right now, how would you feel? And it would be a different story. No, I, I feel the it's, same way as I would with the Yankees. I said it earlier in the year where they might I have mean, to... I mean, I con- like the kid. I hope he oh, does hold great. On. No, I, no, I know that. I think we're in, the same, we're in agreement. But there... Earlier in the year, I thought there might be a point where they had to send him down. And then Volpe started to hit, Lou, if you remember. He started to hit his way out of it. And then I'm thinking, all right, well, they survived the worst of it. But now here we are again, and now, he's struggling. He's losing, he has to hit. Yeah, what do you, what do you have to, Tiki today said, I want to send him down, but BT convinced him to say no. Said, Lou, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. I don't care what anybody else says. You're talking to me right now. Let's focus on what you yeah, and I have to say. I, I don't care what you tell like it is. Yeah, I well, I, but I don't care what they say. It's not a knock on them or anybody else. I'm doing my show. You're calling me. Let's you and I talk about it. Don't need to reference what they say. I don't care. No, no problem. But a lot of a lot of hosts believe that he should stay, and I don't see it. Okay, right. go ahead. Well, what do you believe? Forget about what other hosts believe. What do I you believe? believe? Listen, I, be, I believe what I just saw you. Okay, if he goes because uh, spring training. Then the kid that was 19 years old for the Dominican Republic, Jason Dominguez, was the best baseball player. No, but it's not just baseball. that. It's not just based yeah, off but, of spring but, but training. Okay, but Asa Peraza, okay, mm-hmm. he, he, he killed her in the playoffs against good pitching. Here's what I think. I think the Yankees' best team moving forward, whether now, it's – well, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. I think the Yankees' best team, whether it's the end of this year or next year, will be with Peraza at shortstop. Exactly. Maybe move eventually in the future. Anthony Bopia. I like the kid to second base. Right. Because if you notice, even IKF, you're going to laugh at this. Right now, last year, was doing better than Bopia, okay? And because Bopia has a lot about five errors, five easy ground ball that has not given, we're giving the hit. I'm telling you. No, I know. I, mean, I, love the kid. I, I know. I know what you're saying, Lou. It's a tough spot hey, because know, you don't watch the Yankees like I do. I'm you, sorry. No, I do, you know, Lou. Even see, my son think I'm not a Yankee fan. Oh, Lou, I don't look. I don't care if you're a big Yankee fan or not. I watch the Yankees all the time. What, what do you mean I don't watch them like you do? No, no, I'm saying that I don't know. You know, because you're too busy. You also watch the match. No, I'm not too I'm busy. Saying, I mean, I'm, I'm working. Yes, but part of my job is to watch the games. That's what I do. Everything. I I understand that, but you know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't get it. You know. And let me tell you something. 
I'm in a bowling league, okay, which is about 24 teams. And every time I mention the situation, they say you're not a Yankee fan. Who? I'm realistic. That, uh, uh, the people that I bowl with. Say uh, that you're not a Yankee fan? No, yeah, because I, I, I'm, I'm putting, I'm not putting Volpe down. I'm, I'm telling it like it is. No, you're telling it like it is, and I do think, and thank you for the call, Lou. I do think that it's realistic to have to consider at some point if it continues, either moving him or sending him down. Now, look, great players have been sent down before, but you risk ruining his confidence. And I love Volpe as a player and think he's going to be an impactful player for them. And one of the reasons why I think the Yankees can win the World Series this year or will win the World Series this year is because I believe Volpe will be a difference maker in October. However, you can't continue with him making errors and hitting under 200. It can't happen. And remember that he was not projected to be their opening day starting shortstop. It was supposed to be Peraza, but because Volpe went out there and took it in spring training and Peraza struggled, Volpe won the job from him. And the Yankees made that decision. And once you make that decision, it is hard to go back on that. And it's only been a couple of months. He's a rookie. You have to expect that there are going to be some rookie bumps along the way, some learning curve along the way. I love Volpe as a player. I think eventually... Whether And look, we've seen the Yankees make these switches in October, right or wrong. I mean, they did it with IKF a year ago. We've seen it. They'll ride it out as long as they possibly can. And generally with them, they could get away with riding it out for a while because they're going to make the playoffs, likely win the division. I'm not talking about necessarily this year, but just in years past. Like The Yankees have more wiggle room than other teams do. It's a very fragile thing when you're talking about the confidence of a young kid. Now, he's got to be able to learn from it. And we'll learn more about him if he could get through this or if he has to get sent down and then learn from that. Maybe they don't send him down. Maybe they move him over. But then in that case, now you're moving on from Glaber Torres, which is why I say that might be something that happens next year. If the Yankees believe that Peraza can come up and help them win games, then they have to make that move. Even if it means hurting the confidence of Volpe, even if it means moving him to second base and moving Glaber, however they want to work it. Or if they feel like they're going to get hurt by starting Volpe at shortstop, defensively or offensively, then they're going to have to make that decision. They're not there yet. There's no urgency right now with the Yankees if they're playing good baseball. You don't have to worry about sending Volpe down right now. Eddie is calling from Mawa, New Jersey. What's up, Eddie? Hey, so, you know, Volpe, I think this team could carry this kid right through the year. Even if he's under 200, I still think he contributes enough that, you know, we can carry him and let him get his uh, experience. And like you said, in October, I think he could be a real weapon. Agreed. But the argument against that, Eddie, would be what if you have a better option in Peraza? Well, you know, like you said, you know, you're going to ruin the kid's confidence. And I think you got to stick with it. You, you know, he's, he's hitting some mile marks mm-hmm. that, you know, took other guys – Years to do, you know, like Jeter, you know, Brad Slam, you know, yeah, he's, he, he, you know. he's shown some signs. That that's fine. But defensively, look, right now he hasn't been good enough. Simple as that. I mean, we're talking about to win a World Series. You're talking about developing a player. That's a different story. But as far as winning a World Series goes, you can't have Volpe out there booting balls at short. And you can't have Volpe hitting under 200. It just can't happen. So, well, it, 
Yeah, yeah, Boone said back in spring training, we're going to take him along and develop him this year. Correct, and, and that's what's yeah. happening. They're developing him, which is why I said yeah. there's no urgency right now to make that type of move with Volpe. But the other factor at play here is it's not just the way that it was with Jeter many years ago. It's not just, hey, Anthony Volpe is our starting shortstop, and that's that. You also have a guy in the minors in Peraza that you expected to be your starting shortstop this year. So, and again, we got we got to see him do it yeah. at the major league level, but there may come a point if this continues to trend this way or go this direction here, they're going to have to make a decision. Yeah, well, you know, I think Peraza is great trade bait. Great trade bait. Well, I mean, and that this, that could be yeah. it too. I mean, maybe they didn't and then that answers the question and thank you for the call, Eddie. Maybe that answers the question. Trade Peraza for, you know, go out there and get a starter. Let's say Rodon can't come back healthy. The Yankees want to go get a dominant starter. Who knows? They want to go get another outfielder, whatever it may be. Now, I don't believe that they will do that. But anything's possible here. Point is, they may have to make some decisions. You know, the other thing is, the way LeMayhew is playing and the way Josh Donaldson has played there's, there could be an opening at third base. I'm talking about moving Volpe to second because that's where they originally had Peraza and Volpe projected. Well, maybe for the year, you you want to get Peraza up. You bring Peraza up and have him play short and move Volpe to third. The, the issue is, and this is why it's so delicate, once the Yankees decide to move Volpe off of short, that's it. There's no going back from that. If they move him off a shortstop, they're making that decision long-term that, you know what, we gave him an opportunity, we feel like we have better options, specifically with Peraza. So Peraza has to prove that he's ready for that. And the Yankees got to make that right decision. Because Now, look, you could always try to go back, but I, I feel like once they do that decision, they should not go back on it. Joe is calling from Bergen County, New Jersey. What's up, Joe? Hi, Joe. Oh, Joe is not there. Lawrence is calling from Austin, Texas. Lawrence, you got something to say about the Mets? Yeah, yes, please. Appreciate your time. Yeah, what's on your mind? So, look, at, we can replace Vogelback with Fientos, Escobar. There's a, there's a million ways around that, but that, replacing Vogelback is not going to fix our bullpen. And for the Mets, my standard is this is the only sports team that I'm a fan of that I expect a World Series from, and they're not winning a World Series with this team. They're just not. They're worse than their record is. This bullpen is, is it's, it's, it's garbage. I mean, well, we'll you look, can't look, call it garbage. And Drew Smith. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. It's not World Series. Well, they lost, me, they the lost the best closer in baseball, which is part of the reason yeah. why I said it's not their year when that happened. I mean, you make it like the, the bullpen wasn't built to be garbage. They lost the best closer in baseball. And by the way, it's not garbage. I don't trust Adovino. I don't trust Drew Smith. But still with Rayleigh, with Robertson, they've been pretty good. You know, bring him. He's done some nice things. They have. It, it, it's an okay bullpen. And it's been pretty good, actually, it's worse, so far. It's, worse than it was last, it's definitely worse than it was last year, right? And for the Mets fans, every Mets fan right now wants a World Series. And it's just, that's the, it's just not happening. And so it's like, whatever. It's, this year, the only redeemable part of the Mets season this year will be the fact that we got to see Brett Beatty, Vientos, and Alvarez, and that's all we're going to get from this season. That's oh, no, our you're going to get a playoff. You're going to the young guys. You're going to get a playoff spot. That's not good enough for I you. Don't give a, who, who cares about playoffs? Well, what are you talking about for a franchise that is? I mean, they've made the postseason, Lawrence, and thank you for the call. Back to back years, twice in their history. 1962, twice in their entire history, have they made the postseason in back to back years? And now you're going to 
thumb your nose? Is that the expression? At the Mets making the postseason? Who cares about the postseason? That's all we care about. They may have a better year than they did last year. Maybe they win the wild card round. Maybe they win the division this year. Those are all things that are right there in front of them. Now, I don't think the Mets are going to win the World Series, but, I mean, what do I know? What do you know? What does anybody know? That's why they play the games. You play to win the games. Hello? (laughs) Don't care about the playoffs. Of course you care about the playoffs. You'd rather, you're more concerned about watching Alvarez, Beatty, and Vientos than the results of the Mets season? Come on now. Come back to me. You want to watch development, go watch the Syracuse Mets. It's all about the postseason, especially for a franchise that is hardly ever in the postseason. Different story if you recall and talk about the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees make the postseason, no big deal. You know why? Because they do it every freaking year. Yankees losing the first round, that's a lost call. That is a horrible season. Even if the Yankees lose in the ALCS, it's a bad year. Because they're trying to get to and win a World Series, the first one since 2009. With the Mets, you cannot thumb your nose at the postseason. No way. 877-337-6666. Mets, Yanks, whatever else is on your mind on this Thursday night. Sal Licata on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Sal Licata back on the fan. It just hit me that if this were either of the last three nights, I'd be going home in a half an hour. Man, how short those shows were. Well, tonight we make up for it. Going till midnight. 12 a.m. Fleegs will take you through the overnight. Me and you until then. 877-337-337. 6666, talking some Mets, talking some Yanks. It's a baseball town, and we're just living in it. And it's a very good one, as a matter of fact. Yankees making some roster moves, so the excitement there ahead of the Yankees-Dodgers series in L.A. John Carl Stanton, Josh Donaldson, Tommy Canley all coming back. Mets coming off a big sweep of the Phillies. They have a big weekend coming up. They'll have their Hall of Fame weekend. Howie Rose, Gary Cohen, Al Leiter, uh, Howard Johnson all going to the Hall of Fame. That's on Saturday, I believe. Uh, You got Verlander going tomorrow night. Mets are rolling before they then hit the road and take on the Bravos next week. So that'll be a big series. And like we said, in two weeks, it's the Yankees and the Mets. Head-to-head, a little bit of a Subway series. Dave is calling from Kings Park. Dave, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, Sal, what's going on? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. What's up, Dave? Yeah, no problem. Uh, Just to touch on a few uh, different uh, subjects. Mm -hmm. Uh, The last caller said with the bullpen. You know, it, it, it is pretty bad. I mean, the bright side, it has been Robertson. He's been a savior. But, you know, rewind about a week, week and a half ago, you know, Nagosik coming in, 
you know, Tommy Hunter. I mean, well, Hunter shouldn't be in the majors. Yeah, agreed. Those guys, but those guys shouldn't be in the majors, and they won't be on the team when things matter. I wouldn't imagine. And if they are, then the Mets are going to have problems. Simple as that. Hundred percent. Now to address those needs, you know, come trade deadline, I don't know who's going to be made available. Maybe a role this Chapman. Maybe you sign Zach Britton, take the flyer. I mean, but that's besides the point. Now, well, the Diaz brother from Cincinnati has been mentioned. There's going to be some other arms out there that maybe we're not that familiar with that are having good years around the league. I wouldn't touch Roldis Chapman myself. I hear you. But, I mean, I, I feel like at this point, anything's better than the ghost dick and Tommy Hunter. That's right, it. right. That, that's not even an option. But I uh, just want to touch on uh, two more quick points, and then I'll hear your opinion on things. Uh the whole Vogel back, I mean, I, I, I check the lineups every day. The second he's in there, my stomach turns. You know, you got a, you finally got a young, exciting core in Alvarez, Vientos. You know, you got an exciting team, and when he's put in the lineup, it, it, it kind of just ruins it for me. I mean, you know, and you know, I, I, mean, feel, I feel like point, I think every. I feel like we're picking on Vogel back, but the reality is it's twofold. Number one, he does nothing. Number two, fans want to yeah. see Mark Vientos. And now, real quick, like I said, we could all be in agreement. He's he's not a DH. DHs are supposed to hit your homers, knocking runs. He goes up there. He looks at strikes right down the middle. Um, coming out of spring, you had Ronnie Mauricio. He won the Dominican League MVP. Spring training, guy told a cover off the ball. It, it, he has nothing left to prove. I mean, Vientos had nothing left to prove. I mean, these guys are ready. And the fact that he's still down there, the only thing that I could think of is he's going to be used as trade bait, which you bring in the right player, by all means. But to, to, to watch Vogel back every night when you have a lefty bat, Ronnie Mauricio, it's, it's, it's just not justifiable. At this point, you got to go with your young core. They're exciting. They're good. You know, and I think just moving forward, that, that's, that's what has to be done. There's yeah. no other option. I mean, at some point, and thank you for the call, Dave, I do not think the Mets are trading Ronnie Mauricio. I mean, I would take that to the bank. Now, I don't know, but the way that the owner himself talks is that the Mets need to draft, develop, build from within to sustain success. That would lead me to believe that there's no way they're giving up on a guy like Ronnie Mauricio. Now, maybe Mark Vientos, who... Who knows if he's going to be an impact big leaguer. Maybe his role is just to be a platoon guy in the big leagues. If that, we don't know. Maybe there's a reason why the Mets and Buck Showalter aren't giving him a regular look. But with Mauricio, it seems like he could be more of an impact player. Maybe they're just trying to get him more seasoning down there where there's not a need right now necessarily for Mauricio. They're not going to bring him up here and have him be the primary DH. Want him to, you know, get acclimated at second base. Remember, they were talking about moving him to left field initially. He's a shortstop, though, that's going to be moved to second base. With the Mets, he can't play short. So what's Mauricio's position? And that's why you would say, well, he could DH out. Yeah, maybe some, but they don't want to do that for a young player, especially a guy that's got potential in the field. You know, Vientos doesn't have potential in the field. Definitely not with the Mets because they have a first baseman and they have a third baseman. So he's got to be a guy that is only going to be a DH if he stays here. Vientos, to me, would be the guy that would be traded. And maybe some lower-level guys. I was talking about John Harper today, who was back at the SNY studios on Baseball Night New York, and he wrote a column talking about Kevin Parada 
and if maybe the Mets would be open to dealing him. Now he's a top prospect in baseball. I think top 25 or top 29, whatever it is. Where he's a top prospect in baseball, but he's a catcher, so there's nowhere to go here because Francisco Alvarez got that on lock. But does that mean that you trade a guy like that for a bullpen arm or whatever it is that the Mets are going to be looking for? I would think right now the two biggest needs would be bullpen arm for sure, one or two, and a big bat. Sound familiar? It was the same thing last year. And that big bat, you hope, is a little more versatile. See, you're right. Traditionally, a DH is a guy who can't do much other than hit. Vogelback doesn't do anything other than walk. So there's a big difference there. You could live with Edgar Martinez not having a position or not being a speedster on the bases because he hit. I know that's like the prime example, but you get the point. David Ortiz, whatever. These are great DHs that come to mind. DH, even if they're not the greatest DHs, they still hit, right? Like if you're a DH, clearly you can't field. So what do you have to be able to do if you can't field? What's the answer to that question? Trivia question. If you can't field, what do you have to do in the DH spot? The answer, hit. Does Daniel Vogelback hit? The answer, no. That's why we don't want to see him anymore. He can't play the field. He can't run the bases. He doesn't hit. He goes up there looking for walks. It's maddening. So if the Mets, imagine how good they'd be if they actually could find a DH, a designated hitter, to hit. They've got a DW, a designated walker. DWO, designated walker, occasionally. Lou is calling from Massapequa. What's up, Lou? Hey, how you doing, Sal? How are you, Lou? Good. Um, you know, I, I mean, I agree with just about what everybody's saying, but what... what why does a why do we have to have a left-handed bat for the DH? So Vogelback's not hitting. I agree with you 100. percent Why do we have to have a lefty and a righty? Why? I mean, you know, Alonzo's a righty. You, you, when there's a right-handed pitcher, you don't take him out of the lineup. And I know that you're not you don't have another Alonzo uh, in the in the system. But why can't Vientos or Mauricio, why can't you let them play? Um, and I'm sure they're going to be more productive than Famine and uh, and Vogelback. Well, so the, the reason that they're lefty or righty, no, only if you can't find somebody who could hit both. That's the thing, right? The it doesn't matter if you're lefty or righty if you can hit both left-handed and right-handed pitching. The Mets have been unable to find that since the DH has been uh, put in uh, play in the National League. Therefore, they've tried to find guys who could do each. Like Daniel Vogelback should be good against righties. Darren Ruff should be good against lefties. Wrong on both accounts. But if you find one guy who could actually hit both pitching, you'd be golden. So so since Vogelback is not hitting and he's lefty, why can't we put why can't we put Vientos in or bring Mauricio up and let them give it a shot? And yeah, I know you want Mauricio to play in the field, but for the time being, he's going to be more productive than Vogelback is. Well, I mean, I, you don't know that. Mauricio's never faced Major League pitching, right? So you're talking about bringing up another rookie. It sounds like he'd be more productive than Vogelback, and truth be told, it'd be hard to be less productive than Vogelback. And I'm, I'm fine with that, but there's also something to developing 
players, and you don't want to have four rookies in your lineup. I think the best answer right now is Vientos. Forget Mauricio for a second. Let him develop in the minors. They'll bring him up when he's ready. Let's see what Vientos is all about. I would love to see him DH full-time for now. Yeah, well, because we don't know. But Buck is telling you, and thanks for the call, Lou. Buck is telling you that he does know. He's telling you he'd rather have Vientos up there. Excuse me. He'd rather have Vogel back up there against right-handed pitching than Vientos. That's what Buck is telling you. We all want to see it for ourselves, but Buck is telling you that he trusts Vogel back more. Now, it doesn't mean that he's right, but that's what he's telling you. I want to see, I don't want to see Vogel back, period, ever, like ever again. Not even in another team's uniform. I don't even want to see him. Not in Major League Baseball, anyway. He wants to go play baseball somewhere else. I'm fine with that. Not in Major League Baseball. He's not a Major League Baseball player. That's my issue with him. <laughs> Got no issues with him personally. It's just that he's a Major League Baseball player that isn't, in fact, a Major League Baseball player. He's not even a baseball player. Think about that. A DH, you, sometimes you forget what that actually means, right? A DH, designated hitter. Daniel Vogelback does not hit. Therefore, he cannot be a DH. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Whatever it is that you want to discuss on this Thursday evening. Mets sweeping the Phillies. Yankees getting set for a big three-game series. A fun three-game series out in L.A. with the return of John Carlos Stanton, Josh Donaldson, Tommy Canley. Yanks are starting to get healthier. Look out, baseball world. World Series, here they come. 877-337-6666. Sal Licata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now I got it back on the fan, 877-337-6666. We are talking about it earlier in the week with Harrison Bader and the Yankees. Yanks love Harrison Bader, the player. Andy Martino of SNY wrote about this for SNY.TV. Yanks love Harrison Bader, the player, but he can never stay healthy, it seems. Do they go out there and try to sign him to an extension? I think they have to. I think you take the risk. Forget about what happened. I would never let, you know, it's like making a, a bold prediction that doesn't go your way. You know, like, let's just say you predicted the Mets to win the NL East a year ago. It doesn't prevent you from making a prediction like the Yankees are going to win the World Series this year. I would never let a bad contract result prevent me from going out there and making another one. You obviously take everything into account. And think about the risk, the reward, you know, why something else went wrong in the past. But just because the Yankees extended Aaron Hicks 
does not mean that you should not go out there and extend Harrison Bader. You know, obviously the Yankees extended Aaron Hicks and it didn't work out the way that they had hoped. Uh, Bader's a difference maker for them. He's a different type of player. He's the exact guy that they need to go out there and try to win a World Series. Great defensive player in center field. A guy who's been proven to be clutch last October. He seems to thrive being in New York. Those are the type of players you need to win championships. Yankees got to extend him. And they got to get him back healthy. Injuries are part of baseball. I mean, it's a part of sports. Part of life. They happen. It sucks right now that the Yankees are getting three guys back, but they lost Bader. And they should be getting Rizzo back as well Friday. I know that they said he was available last night. We were telling you that before the game started. But then in the key spot, they don't pinch hit him. So, I mean, he wasn't really available. You liars! Anyway, as the Yankees start to get more whole, they still lose one of their key pieces in Harrison Bader. 877-337-6666. We've been talking about the Mets and the Yankees. Chris in Monmouth County wants to talk about the Mets. What's up, Chris? Sal, how are you? Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for making I've heard you on the radio for years now. I'm a regular caller to the fan of the shows. I love the fan. Thank you. We appreciate the support, Chris. 100%. Sal, listen, I'm 46, okay? I've been watching baseball forever. I grew up a Mets fan. Love that Hojo's getting on this weekend. That's great. My wife, they're all Yankees. Can I just make a couple statements here? And I'm not trying to sound ignorant, and I'm not even going back at you, but I called about Vogelback, but you mentioned Volpe. And I think it's just a matter of, like, baseball in general as opposed to the other sports. You know, all the callers for the last, really the whole season about Volpe. Oh, we love him, we love him, but but he's not hitting or he's not there yet. He we got He's not producing. It's like this guy is there for – for three months, so whatever we are into the season. Like, give give this guy some time. I mean, to bring up these rookie sensations and they're going to automatically beat Derek Jeter is very unrealistic. I know it's the fan in us. We want to see them succeed. I get it. But if the Yankees are thinking Volpe is the key to their World Series success, I don't think that's what the Yankees are seeing. I think they're saying, we got a dynamic young guy. We're going to put him out there and play. And we're going to see what happens. And I'd love to hear your response. And my other point on Vogel. Well, let me, let me respond, and then I'll yeah, let you get on. to your second point. I, I, I never said that the Yankees are thinking that. I'm saying not, that I, you. I well, you. Well, no, I look at him, at Volpe, and say he can be a difference maker. Yank, the Yankees love him. I mean, that was obvious in spring training. After spring training, they made a decision to make him their shortstop. But you're right. I mean, as much as I love him and believe he will be an impact player for this team, and, and be about one, that right now. Well, well, he's he's had some impactful moments for him for sure, but he's also learning. He's developing here at the major I, league level. The Yankees right. can get away with that. And to your point about Bader, he's the guy you got to rely on. Injuries aside, that's the guy you need to produce. If Volpe gives you anything, it's a gravy deal to Vogelback for the moment. Listen. I mean, we can't say. I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not saying what you said in the last segment. He is a major league baseball player. He's severely underperforming, but he is in the major leagues. He has some value as a major league player somewhere. I'm not saying keep him there, but I'm going to, I'm going to give Buck the benefit of the doubt. Listen, I like the fact that he's not being so eager and hasty to bring up some of these other young guys. I bet they know what they're doing. And again, maybe mm. I'm putting too much faith in the intelligence of a Buck Showalter, who I've been seeing 
Well, it's I'm not Buck. It's, it's not just Buck. I trust Buck, but it's the other guys that are involved as well. They told you, remember the Mets, and I'm not saying anybody specific, the Mets told us that Francisco Alvarez wasn't ready. Why did they tell us that? Do you remember, Chris? I, I don't remember. Okay, now. well, I have the answer. The Mets told us that Francisco Alvarez wasn't ready because of his defense. Meanwhile, I watched him one game in spring training and said, this guy's got a cannon. This guy looks good defensively to me. But Meanwhile, Max think- Scherzer, Max Scherzer can't stop raving about Francisco I- Alvarez defensively. Do- so they're wrong. Do you, do you think, Sal, that they're waiting for the right moment? This sounds so generic. I'm saying it for the right to bring these guys up when it really matters. Like, I personally think we're still very early into the season. And even BT, and I love BT. On May 12th, he said, the Yankee season is over. We're going to have nothing to talk about for the rest of the – it's what it's going to be. And the run BT, he's wrong. He's oh, I don't – again, I, again, you guys, I don't care. And thanks for the call, Chris. I don't – let me say this again, just in case you guys are missing it. I don't care what any other talk show host says. That's their show. That's their opinion. Call them if you have an issue with it. Uh, nothing against them. I just don't care. They don't care about what I have to say. I don't care about what they have to say. So I'm not going to defend BT or go at BT. You say If he says something that gets you to want to call and respond, call his show. That's the beauty of us having shows. To say the Yankees season is over on May 12th is asinine. See, and that's why I don't care what anybody else says, because now you're making me say something in retort to that comment. It's just ridiculous. I didn't hear him say it, so I don't even know. I, I would doubt that BT said it, but whatever. I don't care. The let's get back to the original point. You're talking about the Mets have an idea want to bring these guys up. Francisco Alvarez came up out of necessity because Omar Narvaez got hurt. If Omar Narvaez never got hurt, Francisco Alvarez wouldn't be here now. And that would be a huge mistake. That's on the Mets. This is the same organization. Now, it's obviously different people, whether it's different ownership, different people in the front office. Same organization that told us Jeff McNeil wasn't going to be a major leaguer. Took forever to bring him up. Pete Alonso was never going to be a serviceable defenseman, uh, a defensive first baseman. Michael Conforto couldn't defend. I mean, all these different things. Brett Beatty, not ready. Remember, the Mets could have started the year with Brett Beatty at third base. They didn't. Now... They were giving Eduardo Escobar an opportunity, which I had no issue with whatsoever. And then eventually got to a point where Beatty was raking, Escobar was not, and they made the call up. Fine. But they didn't think Beatty was ready defensively either. The words that were used to describe to me as far as when they would be ready to be called up, they wanted, the Mets wanted to make sure those players' games were airtight. That's the quote. They wanted to make sure those players' games were airtight before they brought them up. I'm not sure if that's the case with Beatty, but they brought him up anyway because he was performing well in AAA and because Escobar was not performing here. Alvarez was called up because of the injury. So there wasn't a specific timetable. And for the record, I'm on the side of waiting to bring these guys up until it's necessary and until you think they're definitively, no doubt about it, ready. But the Mets didn't really have that choice. Well, Vientos has nothing more to prove. He's the one guy that had nothing more to prove. Matter of fact, he's the one guy I thought would be up here first. Once they DFA Darren Roth, to me it was, okay, well, let's see what Vientos can do. But they didn't. They waited. And then he hit a home run every night in AAA, and they were like, uh, you know what? 
We got to bring him up. He's making us look like fools. And he was. And now that he's here, he's not even playing. So I guess to answer the question, I don't have faith in the Mets as far as that they know what they're doing. They have to prove that. Now, they had a great team last year. I think they have a good team this year. I do trust Buck Showalter. However, the way that they have handled their own, evaluated their own players, has not been very good to me. Francisco Alvarez, let's forget about prior regimes, this regime. Francisco Alvarez, they said he wasn't ready. You're watching Francisco Alvarez. The pitching staff raves about him defensively. Does he look like he's not ready defensively to you? And how about that bat? Started off slow. He looked overmatched a year ago when they called him up. Started off slow this year. All of a sudden, it started to click a few weeks ago. Now he's become an impact bat. Impact bat. Not just a good bat. Like, Beatty's been a solid bat, whatever. Francisco Alvarez has been an impact bat. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls. Whatever you want to discuss with me, we're going to midnight, three hours to go. Mets, Yanks, Vanderpump Rules, whatever else you want to discuss on this Thursday night, Salicata on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.